Raider Nation, what's up? We are back with Real Talk. I got with me Chris Hansen of a Raiders Blog. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing all right, all things considering. You know, uh, it's been kind of a wild season, to say the least. Raiders have uh, been thoroughly disappointing, I, I would say. Um, but, you know, just this last game, you know, Christmas Eve, uh, Steelers, I, I wanted to bring you on, talk about it, commiserate a little bit. What uh, What are you seeing from this team? Uh, I think I'm seeing what everybody else is seeing. It's just uh, disappointment all over the field. Um, and if it's not one thing, it's another thing, right? Um, I mean, we, we've talked about the defense. I mean, everybody knows the defensive struggles, and, and they, you know, they, they got the stops. Actually needed it the most. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they allowed that last one. And then, uh, and then when it's not the defense, you know, the offense or the coaching, uh, you know, it, it's, really just a, been just a, a disappointment all the way around just because it's been so many different things and uh, it's hard to point it's hard to point at a single thing it's really just a culmination of different factors yeah I mean the offensive struggles obviously we look at you know the Steelers game Derek Carr had three picks it was probably one of his worst performing games um, you know and unfortunately you know where we've seen We've seen Carr get better in the fumble department. We've seen the interceptions increase. Now, obviously, some of those are, are on him. Some of those aren't. Uh, but at the end of the day, the stat will always show that it's going to be on him. Um, what do you think has, has caused this? I wouldn't say regression, but what do you think would cause has caused this change in, in his play? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the mystery to everybody. I think if we knew or if anybody could point it out, then uh, then maybe you would be able to resolve it. But uh it's it's hard to hard to put your finger on it, and I uh, I don't know what's going on inside the walls there with uh, McDaniel's and the rest of that offensive coaching staff and and what they're talking about with Derek, but uh, but you know I, most of his interceptions, I, it's frankly are just you know him missing throws. It's not like he's going the wrong place with the ball. Uh, typically, uh, he's going in the right place with it. Uh, he's just making a bad decision and, and throwing it you know offline. Um, they're really, I guess, physical errors more than they are mental errors for the most part, right? Every quarterback has a few, but uh, I think mostly that I think is the biggest concern is is that uh, they're not mental things because mental things, at least they would be easier to resolve or that mm-hmm. things that he could improve upon. But we're just talking about he's just missing uh, missing throws. Now, that's not all of his interceptions. Obviously, we saw against the Steelers to go off his receiver's hands. I mean, those are unfortunate. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the best of throws in those conditions, but uh, but they hit the receiver in the hands. So they got to make that catch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's one of the the things that you know is is obviously uh, always expressed. We you know, we talk about that all the time. Uh, I, I knew that it you know Pop Warner, um, but you know it, it, it is unfortunate. We see this. You know we we had such high expectations for this team going into the season. You, you bring in Devonte Adams. You sign Hunter Renfro to an extension. You sign Max to an extension. Derek gets an extension. You know, Darren Waller gets an extension. All these guys are getting, you know, we're, we're, we're building a team and, and keeping the nucleus together. And, you know, then Waller goes out, Renfro goes out. Uh, the offensive line has struggles. We knew, and we knew that the offensive line was going to struggle um, just given the, you know, given the state of it and the, the amount of money that the Raiders spent on it. Um, it. But, you know, we talk about the biggest, I think the biggest thing to me is these leads. Um, and what are you, are you seeing anything differently for, than I am in, in these lead these lead changes that we've seen? What is it now? Six? Uh, no, I'm sorry, eight blown leads that the Raiders have had. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm I'm seeing anything different. Um, obviously, everybody sees that the offense, uh, yeah, the offense has really struggled. Uh, as soon as they get get a, a decent lead, and you know, it's strange because it's not just any lead. It's like, oh, they have a three point lead. It's fine. They get a ten point lead, seventeen point lead, whatever. They get these bigger leads, and then they really they really start to struggle. And that, and that's that's mystifying a little bit. Um, I, I think there's. Uh, you know, you could go back and look at the games. I'm like, well, did they did they start playing different, playing more conservative or less conservative in those situations? And I, and I think they've done both. I mean, uh, I think they've done both things. In some cases, they've gotten too conservative. In other cases, they've they've stayed too aggressive, like I think they did versus the Steelers. Um, you know, in those conditions, especially, they they stayed too aggressive. They passed too much uh, in that in that you know in that situation. So I think they've done it's been different things depending on the game. And just as we talked about where it's been the defense or the offensive line or Derek or uh, receivers or, or, you know, Foster had a bad game against the Sears. Like it's been something different every week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably as a fan, that's probably the biggest concern because I know, I know Derek gets a lot of the, that just move on and, and, you know, that will, that will solve the things. Well, it won't because there's so many different, areas where the Raiders have struggled and has been the reason that they've blown leads and not been able to, to win more ball games than they have. And, and honestly, you know, given their, given their performance this year, uh, like even with the blown leads, like the, the point differential is not the worst, like this team should have more wins than they have. Um, so it's, it's pretty embarrassing. And so, you know, when you have that many different blown leads and so many different reasons for the blown leads, then uh, you don't look at it like, Hey, we're one thing away. We, we can address this one area, and that was it. No, there's a lot of things that the Raiders have to address. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, I've seen some reports uh, coming out that, you know, the Raiders are considering making a change of quarterback, um, potentially sitting Derek for the rest of the remainder of the season. Um, you know, obviously, he's got, you know, next year, his contract comes into question, right? You have the guaranteed money that comes right after the Super Bowl. Uh, you have the guaranteed money that happen that comes if he gets injured. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the 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 Raiders' plans are going forward? I mean, just speculating. Yeah, so I, I mean, I could speculate on what it was before the season, and then we can talk a little bit about how I think it's changed. So, I mean, I think with the, all the contract extensions that they gave out, including Derek's, it looked like a you know, a two to three year window that they were looking at with Adams and Carr and Waller and all those guys together. And, uh, and now we're, you know, one year into it and now you're like, okay, what do you do? So uh, I think the plan was always kind of go for a couple of years, try to find your next guy um, and then make that transition at that time. Hopefully when the team is a little bit stronger uh, in other areas and, uh, and your rookie wouldn't be out, you know, hung out there to dry. But now you're now you're looking at a accelerated t- time frame potentially, and and so now you have to ask yourself, okay, what do we do? I mean, if they do move on from Derek, they're not exactly ready to just bring in a rookie quarterback and just roll with that. I don't think the team is is necessarily ready to to be a, a good place for that. And as we've seen where rookies have been successful, that's just not the plan that you want to go with so what are they looking at they're looking at a bridge quarterback you know you move on from Derek we got to bring in somebody that's going to be about Derek's production um, maybe for less money until you kind of find the rookie and you and you groom the rookie for for the you know the long term so um, so I think the you know the Raiders right now are probably you know since they do have that short window to make a decision on car they're probably thinking okay who's going to be available this offseason as that bridge and so if we do decide to move on from car 
who are the people that we're going to be able to look at and bring in. So, um, you know, I think right now they're evaluating that and saying, you know, looking around and saying, you know, who, who could we bring in? If it's not Derek, then who is it next year? Um, while we have some time to find that rookie quarterback. Now, we can talk a little bit about why I don't necessarily like that plan, uh, but, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, they have to be at least looking at it and evaluating how they accelerate the schedule now right. to find the next guy uh, if they've determined that, you know, all right, Derek is not performing at the level we need to, especially considering, you know, considering the contract and the guaranteed money they'd have to give him uh, mm-hmm. very shortly after the season ends. Yeah, you know, it's it's I think that, you know, Derek's agent did a really good job of structuring this contract because Derek really has control over over what happens next. I mean, if they decide to move on from him, he can really he can one, he can dictate where he goes. If it's via trade, he can force him to force him to release him. Um, and, you know, they take a small cap hit uh, and then he basically gets to choose where he wants to go if he wants to go somewhere or if he decides to just hang up the cleats. I don't know if he if he does what and whatnot, but. You know, I think that when you look at McDaniels and you look at, you know, his what's going to happen, uh, he can't have another year like this. And so, you know, the rookie, the rookie quarterback, I think is kind of out of out of the question, you know. Um, and so I think, you, you know, if they do decide to move on, I think that the bridge quarterback um, is that option. And obviously there's some guys out there, um, you know, and we look at, you know, the question is, you know, at or, you know, around Derek's potential. Who are some guys that you would think? Yeah, I think the one that leaps off the page to me is Jacoby Brissett. Um, he played pretty well in Cleveland this year. He's got starting experience. He's got experience with McDaniels. Um, and I think if you piece those pieces together, uh, he performed. He's you know his performance this year before they moved you know moved on to Watson was uh, you know about where Derek has performed this year, and 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 that's where people are like, yeah, well, well price to performance, that makes sense, right? So if you look at Jacoby Brissett. He could be looking at like, hey, this is my chance to go someplace and start. Um, you know, if the Raiders don't have a, a clear rookie to bring in, then it'll be his kind of his chance, right? Uh, he hasn't largely hasn't really gotten that chance anywhere, right? He's always been the the playing second fiddle. So McDaniel's could could look at that. Ziggler could look at that and say, we've got experience with him. He he could he could run our system. Uh, he's performed about what Derek has performed, and he's going to be more inexpensive. Um, and, and so you could look at Jacoby Brissett as one potential option. Uh, there's a few other guys out there. I think obviously Geno Smith has been the one that performed the best of the free agent to be quarterbacks out there. Um, I, I don't know that Geno fits, uh, fits or not, um, but I also think that the Seahawks are going to try to bring him back. So when you look at these kind of uh, situations or who's out there, it's really, there's really not a lot. And that's, I think, where it gets a little bit more complex with Derek. Like if you do decide, hey, we want to, you know, we want to go after you know, a bridge quarterback, you're just not going to have a lot of options and you ask yourself that options out there because um, it can get really ugly. Let's just say you move on from Derek and you bring in a bridge QB and you say, hey, we're going to devote those resources to try to improve the team and your improvements don't go right. Like, you you know, the defensive talent doesn't get a lot better and the bridge quarterback maybe doesn't perform quite like you want him to or less than what Derek was going to perform. And now you're talking about McDaniel is going to be in a really hot seat um, and so I think that's why it gets a little bit uh, a little bit dicey for McDaniel's is if he's going to make that move, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for him if things don't fall just perfectly uh, for him to be able to get year three uh, if, you know, if we have a repeat kind of performance. So, uh, you know, my gut says maybe 
you stick with Carr. Um, I mean, there's other options. Obviously, his contract is guaranteeing them up, but the, they could talk about uh, restructuring things like that. I mean, we have we haven't even gotten there, but I am certain the Raiders are probably considering some of that as well. Which is like, mm-hmm. let's let's keep Derek or let's consider keeping Derek, but let's approach him about restructuring his deal. Um, maybe pushes a little bit more out into the future, but less so. Um, that allows him to stay for next year. A little bit more of a prove-it deal because, yeah, I don't think he really wants to go anywhere. I, I, he said he doesn't want to play for anybody else. I, I kind of take him at his word for that. So I think when you look at it like that, maybe there's other options on the table. Uh, but there's just it, it, it's, it's a complex situation. There's just not yeah. a lot of options available. Yeah, I look at me, I look at it the, the same way, you know, when – looking at the contract, I that was one of the things I said is, you know, approach her about restructuring the deal. That allows you to, you know, kind of move some money outward. Um, like you said, prove a deal. Gives them at least, you know, gives them that bridge. Um, somebody who already knows the system year two, obviously we know Derek, it's, you know, does do better in the in the second, third years of the systems. Uh, he's been in so many different systems that, you know, obviously he's probably got so many different playbooks memorized, but you know, and then that also gives the Raiders the opportunity to, you know, look at extending Josh Jacobs, you know, putting some money towards the offensive line, bringing in a defensive tackle, a cornerback, a safety. You know, it, it frees up some of that money. Um, and I, I definitely think that that would be a good option for them. Um, you know, the question is, you know, what, you know, what they want to do, what Derek wants to do, because Derek, like I said, he could he could pretty much decide it. But I think that the, I think the restructuring would be a great idea. Uh, I think that would probably be the best way to go. Yeah, and I think for Derek, uh, you know, it, it probably moves some of that guarantee uh, from year, you know, what w- would be year three of his contract, probably moves it into year two. So that way uh, the Raiders are like, hey, we're committed to you this year, but we're trying to clear, you know, the, the second year of that deal. And the way that works is great. It voids, you know, he can get a void of the remaining years of his deal. Uh, so he can go find, he'll be probably unrestricted at that point. He can go find someplace else if he does prove himself. Uh, but if he, you know, if he doesn't or whatever, he could decide to retire and, and preach like he has said he, you know, he's interested in doing. Or, you know, he then controls a lot more, but he gives the Raiders some more flexibility in year three of the deal because uh, right now that's a lot, you know, a lot of that's locked up. So mm-hmm. there's options there. I'm sure the Raiders are exploring it. But again, you're you're talking about a rookie. Uh, do you convince yourself that there's a rookie quarterback coming out of this draft that can start right away? Do you bring a bridge quarterback, and which ones are out there that you like? or Derek, and, and you have to evaluate all those different things um, and, and then make the best you know best possible choice for the team. But uh, yeah. I think you have to look at more so than recency and, and Derek a couple of, you know, some of his bad games. And, you know, he has had a really bad year by his standards, and that's, uh, you know, you have to wonder how much of that is Derek and how are the coaches actually grading him versus what we're seeing on the stat sheet. Absolutely. Um, you know, pivoting away and looking at, you know, going back to the Steelers game, uh, Josh Jacobs was very vocal after the game, um, had some, you know, had some very strong things to say. And I think that his frustration, his frustration really resonated with all Raiders fans. What do you take from Josh's statement? Because I know a lot of people are looking at it as he's not going to be back. Uh, he has no intentions on being back it, or, you know, he's taking a shot at the coaches. What What, what was your takeaway from that? Uh, I mean, I think his frustration was uh, exactly, you know, you take a step back, you look at what happened, you're like, gosh, we didn't run the ball enough. It was, you know, what, like eight degrees, negative five wind chill. Uh, You have a lead and they're not doing anything offensively. Like, why the heck aren't you using Josh Jacobs? And, you know, Jacobs is like, hey, put it on my shoulders. And, uh, you know, when when we don't get it done and, and the Raiders don't get it done, 
you can't help but question like, hey, could we have done something differently? So I think he was just frustrated. Uh, we could have done something differently to win the game. We didn't do it. And, you know, it's always, you know, like you said, I, I think you kind of alluded to, it's always something different. Like it, it, mm-hmm. if, if, if just over and over again, he doesn't know what to do about it. So I think that's just frustration leaking out and, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty there, but at the same time, you know, he's right to question a little bit like, hey man, we really messed that up. Like we could have run the ball and just, we would have won probably if we had run the ball. They did pop that one run and Foster got the penalty and, and brought it back. Like, they were close on a lot of them. I know that the yards per carry and the final stats, you didn't say it, but like they were close on breaking a few long runs. I just didn't get there. Yeah. And I think he's just frustrated like everybody else, just like the fans. And I'm sure the team is pretty frustrated. They had a lot of expectations too coming in. So they're beyond frustrated as well. And so I think you look at it, I, I think it's more concerning was McDaniel's, uh, you know, reaction to it uh, was more like, hey, we've got to throw the ball better was kind of his reaction to it. And, uh, you know, I think Jacobs was more like, why are we throwing? Um, right. And uh, McDaniel was like, we got to throw better when we're throwing. Well, you know, I think that there's a little bit of a mismatch there with Josh Jacobs and, and his head coach. And, I, you know, it does make you wonder uh, if that is going to be a long-term thing, um, if that's going to be a long-term relationship or if Jacobs, you know, if he gets a better offer, he's going to be gone anyway. But even if all offers are equal, if, if maybe he moves on. Remember, they did decline his 50-year option. So, um, you know, obviously – the relationship wasn't going well and he's had a great year, but uh, you have to wonder how much of this is fracturing. I'd be, you know, guessing at the exact relationship between those guys, but uh, you know, from the sounds of it and just like the misalignment of the, how they're talking uh, you know, that happens when things get messy and then things are messy right now because things aren't going well. Yeah. And if, if you know, Josh decides to go elsewhere, that's yet another first round pick that the Raiders do not retain. I mean, you, there's Cleveland Farrell, who likely is not going to be on the roster next year. Um, Jonathan Abram, who's already gone. Damon Arnett, you know, Arnett, the Henry Ruggs, the list goes on and on. Uh, the Raiders have failed to draft well in the first round, not just, you know, under the, not just under the tenure of the previous regime, but in previous regimes before that as well. Um, you know, I think the the last first rounder, um, oh, I'm sorry, the last first rounder that's, that's been here is Colton. And so, you know, it's it's frustrating to see um, as we look towards these next two games, and then I'll let you get going. But as we look for as we look towards these next two games, um, what do you expect to see from this team? You know, we've, we're facing the Santa, they're, they're facing the San Francisco 49ers who are having an incredible season. They have a great defense. They've got Brock Purdy who's playing out of his mind right now, uh, and then you got the Chiefs who could likely be sitting their starters in the final game of the season uh, as they've already clinched. Um, what, but what do you expect to see from, from the Raiders these, these last two games? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I, I think we'll see a lot of the same from the Raiders, um, and I, I don't mean that to mean blown leads necessarily, but this is a team that's been competitive, Saints game aside. They've been competitive in every game. Arguably, they shouldn't. some of them they shouldn't have been competitive games, but we're going to see competitive games, even against the, these, you know, the 49ers has got a Really good, like you said, a really good defense. There's a good team, uh, two good teams that they're going to play. Um, and the Chiefs might even have something on the line as far as they might have that one seed potentially, although that may be by game time not something that they have. So, but we'll see what what they do. So, I, you know, I think the Raiders are gonna, they're going to go out there and compete. Um, you know, all these guys do have something to play for, right? Uh, Carr is yeah. potentially playing for you know his life, and Jacob's still playing for that contract, and you know Waller and Renfro have had 
injury plague seasons and they haven't produced. So I, I think everybody has something to prove and something to go out there. So I expect this team to con- stay competitive. I don't think they're going to roll over. Uh, you know, and these are good teams that they're going to play. I don't know what the results will be, but I, I guess they'll, you know, my guess would be they'll play those teams pretty tough. Like they've played pretty much all season and we'll just see what, uh, see what happens at the end of the day. Yeah. The, the hope is that, you know, hopefully on new year's, the Raiders can go in there and beat the Niners and give Raider fans some hope uh, for the rest of the season. They also give a little bit of bragging rights as, you know, even though the Raiders are still in Vegas, it is still considered the battle of the Bay. Yeah, many years ago when the Raiders, you know, those two win, four win seasons, you know, sometimes the highlight of the year was that preseason game against the 49ers. So, uh, you know, yeah, let's uh, consolation, no consolation. Uh, always good to beat the the Bay rivals. Uh, you know, they're oh, yeah. still rivals, even if they're not in the same locale anymore. Absolutely. It's, it's the Raiders Super Bowl this year, it looks like. Um, Chris, I appreciate you coming on. I let everybody know where they can find you so they can give you a follow on Twitter. Yeah, today it's uh, it's just pretty much on Twitter on game day. Chris Hansen NFL, um, join me there. I, I like to post insights throughout the week when I have time. Uh, I've got five kids, Kenny, so I, I stay busy with football, and you know, Man. but my family is uh, the the biggest one. They keep me super busy. No doubt. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Happy holidays, and uh, let's go Raiders. Yeah, go Raiders. See you, Kenny. Yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.